Hey babes, welcome back to Bougie Babe Podcast. It's your host, Clarissa Chanel. And today we're going to be talking about childhood trauma, childhood experiences, and basically how they shape everything, how to get past your childhood trauma, um, how to know what your childhood trauma is. And I touched on this base, I touched on this in my um, previous episodes, um, my love language one. And I kind of talked about how your childhood trauma and what you experience in your childhood can affect how you love, like when it comes to platonic and romantic relationships. So if you're interested in like, you know, psychological things or like, you know, behavioral things, then you definitely should listen to that podcast. But today we're going to be focusing on childhood trauma and childhood um, experience and more holistic view a more more holistic approach so if you want to listen more about this topic continue listening so first thing first if you don't know what childhood trauma is is basically things that you experiences traumatic or not that you experience at a young age so from birth into probably like middle school so like that elementary school from like when you were born to like the age of 10 that's like a really and that's like a really big part of your childhood trauma and also a lot of people forget that even up until you're like 18 like even in high school when you're a teenager some of that stuff can shape you as well um but more most importantly when your mind's still developing like when it's really developing and you're learning things really fast which is elementary school um so it's just everything you experience good or bad with your family how you were raised your experience where you went to school um what you grew up with your hobbies well what did you used to like everything you consume that's all a part of your childhood trauma and experience and some people have trapped traumatic things that happened in their childhood personally I I didn't have really anything super um traumatic in my childhood to happen to me um but I know people and I had people in my family who did so um but yeah so that's all childhood trauma childhood experience so once you realize what it is then it'll be better off to understand it so personally I had amazing childhood, if I do say so myself. Um, I grew up with my mom. I grew up with my dad. My mom and my dad were married. They had me. You know, uh, I was the only child until I was about six. So that kind of shaped me a lot because I was always on myself. But I always, my mom always had a lot of friends, and all of her friends always had children. So I would always go and play um, with her French children so they were like my siblings if you will like and then I had cousins and my mom's kind of country and we have a lot of family everywhere so I remember going back to Mississippi all the time and playing with my cousins so I even though I was the only child I still had a big family and I still was very family orientated so that's reason why I'm so family orientated now is because ever since I was little like that's all I hung around because family was important um, but yeah, so I was the only child until I was about six, even when my brother came, since our age difference was so different and he wasn't a girl, he was a boy, <laughs> um, like that was different. So yeah, so I had a really good childhood. Like I never really struggled or anything. I saw my mom and my dad grow up. My mom and my dad never got in fights in front of me. Like I don't even, I've never seen my mom and my daddy get into it like ever. Like, of course I have petty arguments, but nothing where it was like, oh my God, like scarring. Like, no, I've never seen my mom get into it, yell at each other. Like, you know, so I, I came from a very strong family 
home I grew up in church and stuff so all of that has shaped me to be where I'm kind of very like understanding of other people because even though I grew up like this most of the people I went to school with didn't have both parents most of the people in our school with school with wasn't as well off as me especially when I was in elementary school so it allowed me to be very um not cultured but very in the sense of where I was very understanding of other people's backgrounds versus if I was still grew up the same but like I grew up in a more affluent neighborhood or I went to school school with kids who are more well off I probably would have never had the world view that I have today so yeah so that's a little backstory so yeah I had a good family home nothing really traumatic happened to me um I did pretty good throughout elementary school but when the traumatic experience start kicking in since middle school so a lot of people always talk about high school and i talk about elementary school but they never mention middle school they never mention how influential and impactful your middle school experience can be so mine was so my childhood trauma or my traumatic experience didn't they weren't surrounding with my family a lot of people have childhood trauma and experience but it's rooted in their family life my childhood experience and my trauma that I deal with was rooted in my friends in school life. So once you realize where your childhood, because some people can have it both. Like they struggle with stuff at home and at school and with friend groups. I just struggled when it came to friends and that whole realm. When it came to my family, that was solid. Like I had no problems nothing like I had really good childhood on that end but once I got into like sixth grade and through middle school and I start you know growing and changing and stuff like that I struggled with a lot of traumatic stuff that happened to me in middle school so I won't touch on everything traumatic that has happened to me in middle school because it's kind of personal so no but just know those things happen so I had to really tap in now that I'm older, I have to really tap in and be like, where is this insecurity that I have when it comes to, I had like when I was, it's gone away now, but I would say when I first started college or through high school, I always had this insecurity of like people stabbing me in my back. Like if that makes sense, like I always had a fake friend problem, you know, you know, you always have those problems you have with friends. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm scared of my friends like I never was scared of my friends talking to somebody I was but I always used to have this like you know you know you know those voices in your head that you know aren't right but you sometimes listen to that my friends was not my friends you know and sometimes they would actually end up not being my friends and that just fueled that little voice in my head so I will always be on go and be in defense mode even with my friends because from the stuff that happened in middle school I was snaked so much like in friend groups and stuff, you know, ever since I can remember, I always had like at least one or two bitches who snaked me. So like I internalized that and it would kind of ruin relationships because I would always think people were against me, even if they weren't against me. Like even if no one gave me any reason for me to think they were against me, I would think they were against me. And then I had to realize, I was like, oh, this is because in middle school, so-and-so happened, and this happened, and this happened, and I experienced this. So now that I'm grown, I'm still struggling with not always thinking people are out to get me. And that's a part of understanding your childhood trauma. So I just, this is a more trivial explanation or example, but just like this is the really the root. 
understanding like most of your behaviors and stuff you do is rooted in something that happened when you were growing up. And for me, I used to always, when people used to talk about childhood trauma and childhood experience, I'd be like, oh, I don't struggle with that. You know, my childhood was Gucci. Like, you know, I was having fun. Like I was living my best life all through childhood. I never had to worry about nothing. But then I was like, oh, childhood trauma doesn't just have to be when it comes to your family. It could be friends. It could be how you were at school, your social groups and stuff. And then that's when I was like, oh, so that's where my childhood trauma is written, uh, engraved in. My social groups and who I hung around and things I experienced, things I said, things I was involved in. That has shaped me in my relationships. Not my parents as much. Like My parents have shaped me in like a good way, but some of the negative things that I have put, picked up and things that have how in relationships, how sometimes I'm super distant and I'm, I could be really cold and really like heartless on some shit. And that's because of how I was socially and how I used to always have to be on defense mode all the time. So I said all this to say your childhood trauma doesn't necessarily have to be family related. It doesn't have to be in your relationships romantically. Your childhood trauma trauma could also come from platonic relationships it could come from little experiences that you really don't know or you really um didn't think about and i had saw this psychology fact and it was like sometimes we like our subconscious like oppresses memories so sometimes and that's why they have triggers so sometimes you could see something or someone can bring up something and it could trigger a memory in your head that you had tried to oppressed because it like made you feel like shit and I was like that is so crazy because you know like when you talk to somebody like or someone from high school or somebody that you know a lot of time they're like remember that time da 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 and then like you it'll take you back to that time or you'll listen to a song or watch a movie and it'll take you and it'll trigger you in a sense of you remembering something that you tried to forget that happened in your childhood so I feel like once you realize your triggers and realize that a lot of things can impact your relationships, it then can help your relationships and help you become a better person in society, really. So my next point, please, please, I beg of you, do not use your childhood is. Uh, trauma and experience to justify you being a bad person this is not what i'm saying i'm saying that your childhood trauma and experiences does shape who you are and how you handle things but that does not justify you being a fucking bad person like it doesn't like just because you experience certain certain something and some 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 else when you were six years old doesn't mean you need to be out here fighting bitches being a menace to motherfucking society because <laughs> you got your feelings hurt when you were six i'm not saying that i'm saying that you need to give yourself a little credit and cut yourself a little slack sometimes and be like, oh, you know, I lashed out and I need to get it together. I need to apologize to who I need to apologize, but I need to realize I didn't lash out because of this. I lashed out really because of this deeper issue and work on that. I'm not saying every time you lash out at a bitch, you talk about, oh, it's my mental health. No, girl, no. I'm telling you to realize, be self-aware without justifying your bullshit actions like you could be self-aware and know who you are and know the mistakes you are and know what type of person you are without justifying every you know messed up thing you do in the name of childhood trauma like you gotta know when to keep it cute and know when to you know give yourself some slack so that's that's all i gotta say on that but going into this childhood trauma, I mentioned triggers, 
which that just means something triggered. And triggers don't have to be little things. Something like, oh, triggered. But, like, triggered could be big things. Like, a relationship can trigger things in you. Like, you could be good, like, by yourself. You could be good. But if you haven't worked on no issues, you get in a relationship, and all of a sudden, all these oppressed feelings about something that happened when you was 12 are popping up. And you're like, oh, my God, I wasn't over there. Or all these oppressed feelings from your last relationship start popping up. That you thought you was over, but you really wasn't over. You just wasn't thinking about it because you wasn't with no, you wasn't with a new dude. But now you with a new dude, and now all these other feelings are popping up. So it's really important to truly heal yourself and truly deal with your triggers. I'm not gonna say all your mental trauma, all your childhood trauma, all the things you went to gonna just dissipate and go away. But when you heal and you work on those things, it makes it easier for you to, um coexist with people because you don't want to bring another person into your baggage as pastor pastor Todd would say the person you with is supposed to make you better they're not supposed to complete you like god's supposed to be complete you you're supposed to be a complete person whenever you get involved with somebody you can't be a complete person if you're still battling demons that you should have been done battling two years ago you can't be a complete person still doubling back and dipping back in that x you can't, you know, it's, it don't work like that because then you start dragging somebody else in your mess. And same with friendships. If you're not over a friendship or a friend who did you dirty, every friend after that friend, you're going to be on defense mode. Every friend after that friend, you're going you gonna to be, you know, it's going to lead into that friend group. So you're going to start projecting stuff that happened with your old friend on a new friend who didn't do nothing to you, but you automatically think they out or, you know, they might have an ulterior motive because you're not really over the the last thing your old friend did, you know, her messing you over with whatever she did, you're not over it. So it's like you have to be completely over it to in order to get past it, if that makes sense. And with triggers also comes generational curses. You know, I really don't really have any generational curses or anything. Um, and I don't want to start any. Um, that's another thing. You might not have none, but you don't want to start none either, girl. Um, but breaking them. So if you know that you were raised a certain way and it's not right, like you don't went to college and you don't experience life and you're like, oh yeah, the way I ra- was raised, it was not it. <laughs> it did not help me. Like it actually made me a worse person. When you, you need to be more stingy and more picky on who you choose to have kids with. So when you decide to date somebody and have kids, you need to be like, okay, I'm going to do this better. I'm going to be better. If you know you was raised by a single mom and she was just, you, she was, she was going through it and you didn't have everything you need to have. Why would you go out and create more single moms as a dude? Or why would you sign up to be a single mom as a woman? If you know your mom having kids and doing all this stuff didn't get her nowhere and you are in the place you be and, you know, you might be successful, but you know it wasn't easy. Why would you sign up to be like that like why would you sign up to be with a dude who doesn't have no intention to marry you why would you sign up to be a baby mama like you know like you should want to break those generational curses so your daughter and then her daughter will be better set up and won't have to deal with the traumas you deal with like you don't want your daughter to go through the same thing you want to do like you don't want your daughter to go through the mud as you would say like some people do like and if you do that's retarded like why would you want your kids to struggle when they don't have to like it's like struggle is not cute it's not it's nothing beautiful about being in the struggle like I know it's a it's a whole thing of it's beauty in the struggle but not really like you know it's empowering but why struggle when you don't have to like 
I love seeing black kids get spoiled. I love seeing black kids get cars for their birthday and getting into schools. And, you know, I love seeing that. I love seeing them not have to work and just going to school and be like that. I love seeing that because as black women and black people, we are all, we're conditioned to, you have to work for something. You have to, you, you, no, no handouts, but it's like, you should want to get some handouts to your seed. You don't. You you wanna fuck up your your daughter credit in the name of her working and hustling? No, <laughs> you gonna set her up because that's what white people do. White people have trust funds, college funds. Um, they kids stay at home for as long as they need to, and they are way more financially stable than us as a whole because of how their parents set up. Their parents not forcing them to move out at sixteen to build character. It's not happening. So I feel like dealing with childhood trauma is also you have a a responsibility of not repeating that. Of not, um, and you could have, um, like not repeating it, not carrying that on. So watch who you procreate with because I like, I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just a baby. But no, this baby is going to turn into a man or a woman and you don't want them to be a menace to society. So if you're feeling sad, don't be... If you feeling sad and you need to find yourself, don't have no baby. Go to Greece. Go to New York for a summer. Like, do whatever you got to do. But don't be having no baby because you feeling sad. Because that's how you create generational curses and childhood trauma. Especially if you ain't married, you ain't got no financial stability. And the thing about financial stability, a lot of people are like, well, if you financially able to take care of the baby, then it's okay. No, because finance is not everything. Look at Ayana. She's stabbing hoes over NBA young boy slow ass. And she had all the money. Her dad's a millionaire. And she still turned out like that. So it's proof that money is not enough. You need a loving home. You need a two-parent household. You need resources. You need time. You need... You know, you need to be smart. It's a lot of retarded hoes out here having kids. Like, you're dumb. Why are you bringing another dummy into this world? (laughs) Like, it's a lot of things that take into having kids who are going to be productive and successful. And a lot of you hoes ain't got the characteristics to raise no babies. And I hate to break it to you, but being you being a mom and thinking it's cute and just dressing it up cute and buying it designer is not a good mom like that doesn't make you a good mom because you bought all your kids this what makes you a good mom mom if if you educating your kids getting your kids experiences i never see black kids at the museum like that's one thing i never do like my mom took me to the museum she's a teacher so you know it's expected but when i used to go to like um it's this thing in the house called the Perot Museum. So it's like, like wildlife and stuff. But it was like cool and cute. But you know, when you're little, you're impressionable. So everything's cool and cute. And I used to go and I used to always be the only black person. Me and my mom and like my mom would bring her friend and her daughter would go. And we'd be the only black girls at the museum. And I used to be like, why is I don't see anybody who looks like me here? I see black people at school. You know, I went to black school. So I see black people at school. But I never used to see black kids like me at the museum or at the zoo or just like any different places but I would see them at the mall or at the park but I wouldn't see them you know out doing excursions and that's because their parents probably didn't think that was important but just little things like that like exposing exposing your kids to different things can shape them into a better person and I feel like people especially young moms forget that especially young black moms like you're 18 19 of course she's not worried about taking her kids to tutoring or you know working on you know 
their ABCs or doing timetables. Like, she's not focused on that. And I feel like if you're not in a position to really give your child a good life, money, experience, the whole thing, you don't need to have no baby. And don't let the nigga convince you that you do need to have a baby in order to keep him or in order for um, y'all to be happy. Like, if the relationship is bad, it's just going to be bad, baby or not. Baby's actually worse in the relationship because you feel like you got to deal with stuff because you holding on to this baby thing and you need to let it go. <laughs> like, so generational curses, triggers, childhood trauma, it all, it just, it just, it's a never ending cycle and you just need to break the cycle. And you could break the cycle and like if you're like me and you really didn't have any generational curses when it comes to family. If you had social things like instilling in your daughter, like, you know, if you had a problem with your skin complexion or your size, instilling in your daughter that she's beautiful and making sure people around her are not talking down on her or making comments, um, like telling her, you know, trying to get her on the right track, you know, um, informing on her on her beautifulness and how gorgeous she is you know really just being you know promoting self-love so she can pick better friends and pick better social circles so she doesn't have to go through things that you went through so I feel like all of that it's a learning it doesn't happen overnight but I feel like as we grow older and as we get more mature we realize what's important and what's not and I feel like it's important to know, prioritize, especially if you're having kids or you want to have a family to really know what you struggle with, how you getting over it and how you could help your kids get over it if it ever comes up. listening to bougie bad podcast thanks for tuning in um if you want to hear more from me you can follow me on apple music spotify and google podcast or you can listen on the anchor app um thanks for listening please share like um this podcast subscribe and i'll see y'all on the next episode